0: Christian Americans in the West really struggle with this idea of self rather than purpose. Mm. And that's exactly what this Haggai is going to remind God's people. They have an identity crisis.
1: Let's welcome people in and talk about it. All right, let's do it. Welcome. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Welcome to the Rethink Podcast. We're starting a new study teaching set here. Just a few weeks. Um We're going to be done. Is this a month? How long we do this? Three weeks. Three weeks. Three, oh wow! And then which, we're
0: singing Christmas
2: songs. Which I told my life group we, there were three chapters in Haggai because I just assumed <laughs> we had three weeks. There's three chapters, and <laughs> we get the group on Tuesday, there's and they're like, two. "Where's the third chapter?" And I'm
0: like, "Oh, you're Grantley, still writing it." <laughs> you know,
1: there's only two.
0: I was. They were it's googling it, trying to figure out oh, where the I third was just was. talking about how. Levi is our in-house <laughs> fact checker, uh-huh. but this really makes me question.
1: <laughs> like, we need like a,
0: a bleep yeah, buzzer. Yeah, come on, Levi. Apparently, we're doing two weeks on chapter two. What kind of false teaching are you spreading around here? Why are we doing that?
1: I don't know. Well, well I wondered it when I was four studying parts of the book. There are four oracles. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're doing it in three weeks. I didn't understand that either.
0: We had to get time for Christmas. I don't know.
1: That's probably what it is.
0: Well. Never mind. I'm not going to go on the holiday rant. You're fine.
1: (laughs) Well, we may end up taking four weeks and just zap one of those Christmas weeks.
0: Forget the wonderful
1: counselor. (laughs) Zap it. (laughs) Pow. Gone. Haggai. So, listening audience, knowing what you know about Haggai, are you excited? Who are you asking? Studio audience, are you excited? Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. He's lying. (laughs) I wasn't pumped either. Haggai, what's, what's the point? Give us the context, Andrew. You did a your uh, cult, your group. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is part of the
0: Minor Prophets, which doesn't mean importance, but length. Because oh, there's short. Two, chapters. two chapters, Levi. <laughs> Fact-checked. <Two. laughs> so, yeah, part of the Minor Prophets, and really what's going on here is Haggai is given a word from the Lord to remind the people who've come back out of exile.
1: 21 Uh, times in 38 verses. This is the word of the Lord. mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, because, Hmm. okay, so 586. start checking for you. 586, fall of uh temple in Jerusalem. They're exiled out of the thing, no longer by the Babylonians, Babylonians.
1: Out of the
2: thing? What's the thing? The
0: country, the land. Okay. Um, Which
2: they have
1: been in. That was 3,000 years ago. They took inhabitants of this place that mm-hmm. people today are saying started in 1948.
0: Right. Yeah. So, yeah, they're...
1: 3,000 years. 3, they're conquered.
0: Uh, Deuteronomy 28... We're going banned now. ...actually talks about <laughs> the blessings and the curses, that if they obey God, things are going to go well. If they forget God, it's going to be what they experience. So mm-hmm. they go off in uh, Babylon... Babylon is conquered by Persia 540. Persia by the way is like um um Iran, Iraq area. Um Babylon came from
1: well, Baghdad. Yeah.
0: So is that's Iraq. why
1: yeah, it's So where's Persia it's then? It's not distinctly?
0: geographically correct as what we see today is Iran and Iraq. It's Kind okay. of the two parts. Okay. Persia's more right, You're Babylon's telling me those left. people
1: were fighting each other back then. They were.
3: Well, but what we're talking about, too, you're talking about world powers back then, too. Yeah. So this is not a small group. These are world powers. Yeah, these
1: are. Powers. Yeah. Well, Nebuchadnezzar builds a statue of gold 90 feet yeah. high, 9 feet wide, tells everybody to bow down to him. The guy's doing well. Mm. Right? right. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel chapter 1.
0: Yeah, all that is happening in the Babylonian captivity. So... Persia captivity is frame-wise, Or, uh,
1: Esther. 605, they... Began to besiege Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And at 5, you said 586. 586. 586, 586 there, the fall. The fall of the temple. So from 605 to 535, 36, we've got the, the exile period. Mm-hmm. Um, Ezra, Nehemiah, they're part of that story. You can get some, some of that mentioned in Chronicles. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 540. You to check this.
2: Uh, Ezra and Nehemiah would be post-exile. Yes, they are post-exile. Daniel, Daniel story, and Ezekiel. Daniel yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. All those Daniel.
0: Books. Daniel. So 540, 540
1: is How when How many times Persia can we make him say 540?
0: I know. ...is the conqueror of Persia of Babylon. All right? So, so the th- Persians
1: are now the world power in charge. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. They're kicking butt. But they have a whole different philosophy of Cyprus. ruling their empire. Instead of ruling empire by captive slaves they're going to tax them they're going to turn them back into whatever countries they came from and they're going to be subject to the rule of the people so they're going to rule over more from a um, political standpoint rather than a possession standpoint
1: that's significant because of what happens next but here's something that's that's really I got all these sticky notes because I can't keep all this straight in my head listen to this (laughs) Isaiah chapter forty five, um, verses one through thirteen, twice in verse one and verse thirteen, it mentions that Cyrus, Cyrus, he's the Persian guy, just mm-hmm. came to power in yep. five forty forty. Well five forty. That's when he conquers Babylon. Conquers yeah. Babylon. Prophesied in the seven seven thirty is written over a large period of time. That's
3: the lifetime all I know. of Isaiah.
1: But the prophecy of Isaiah <laughs> couple of hundred years mm-hmm. before the event, mm-hmm. calling out a man by name. Pretty That's crazy, awesome. isn't it? That is awesome. He wasn't even, yep. obviously, born, definitely not in power, certainly hadn't conquered the Babylonians. And yet God says, he's going to be the guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's crazy. The, the Jeremiah 21, isn't it? Jeremiah, where's my, I got a note for that. Jeremiah 29, mm-hmm. 10 is going to be a 70-year Exile. Yep.
0: Which that actually goes back to the years of the, um, they didn't let the land rest. Mm-hmm. So the year of Jubilee, they didn't follow, once again, the promise, the covenantal promises of 28. And so they're
1: judged. Deuteronomy 28.
0: Yep. They're judged based upon their lack of obedience for the time frame. So that's why the 70 years is given, because it's seven generations that they didn't observe the the giving back of the possessions. So So that's so the was, years it was
3: Technically, and I've heard you talk about this in years past, but that was one, it was one year for every year they missed. Yes. And that was really God's judgment, God's punishment yep. back to them.
1: Yep. And the whole thing comes from idolatry. Putting self mm-hmm. over
0: God. Yep. God. So then five twenty happens. So the Confused yet? The people of Israel are now, so 540. Should they
1: should made a chart. should have made a chart. I'm I put know, Levi's. Sc- where's the I'm going to chart? i on the screen Sunday. Okay.
2: We'll talk about it afterwards.
0: Persia Persia's <laughs> in charge. They send uh, the people of Israel back, or the Jews back into Israel, their land, and they're living in the land now for uh, about 15 years. So 535. They're back in the land, and here we come to 520, and they laid the foundations, but like... They really didn't do much to it. It's like they brushed off some rocks here and there, and they're like, this is hard. We don't want to work. We're going to go build our own houses. And so 15 years goes by, and Haggai comes along, and he says, God gives him a word. And that's why it's exciting, because it's a reminder of really who they are. They've not been able to worship. You're being hard on them. Being hard on us too, because there's
1: a lot of.
3: That. <laughs> I think it's significant, like you mentioned, the word of the Lord. How many times did you say thirty-eight times? I can't remember now. But but the word Where's of the Lord sticking 21, notes. 21, 000,
1: 21 times thirty-eight note verses. Oh, okay,
3: yeah. Um, to me, that's real significant because when you think about the history you just described, so for what is it 70? Mm-hmm. 70 years they have not had corporate worship for seventy years. Like the temple had already fallen. These people had many, very had, likely
1: had. never even been there. Right.
3: That's what I'm saying. So next gen. This is next generation. Right, like their parents, their grandparents, they have the days of nine hundred year old on. Noahs
1: is is over. The right? next generation is coming, old,
3: and so when he says that twenty one times, like to me, that's like this is the first time a lot of these people they've ever heard the word of the Lord, mm-hmm. and so when it's a prophecy, like I want to see, like we reiterate and we reinstate because we want people to understand. And I see that with Haggai. He wants us to make sure this is important. This is not my words. Uh, I like your your parents, your grandparents, (laughs) they may have known this, but you've never heard this. So I need you to understand this is the word of the Lord.
1: Twice in the first ten or so verses he says, pay close attention to this. Mm -hmm. Pay close attention to this. This is a big deal. These people had never lived there. Well well, to me that's pretty interesting. They got but everything's been destroyed. There's a lot of work to do to resettle. This is a big deal. And well, it, they got distracted. And
0: Solomon's temple was
1: yeah. legit, yeah. You
0: know, like the stone we've seen the foundation stones of that. It's it's big, right? Like
3: it's not you well, move not a few that, rocks here and there. You got to think of their mindset too, because not not only were they not engulfed, they were not surrounded by by this kind of teaching, this kind of following. They, what were they? They were they were amongst the Babylonians. They were amongst mm-hmm. the Persians mm-hmm. and all the gods and idolatry that that brought. So it's almost a complete conversion a complete mindset so of what there, they were raised up
1: there's in. There's the Samaritans who are mm-hmm. a, a, an intermingling of of people groups who are present when they first arrive in 35 uh, 535 when they first arrive they get start they lay the foundation stones And they stop because of the criticism Mm -hmm. of them you know we're gonna we're gonna stop this and they bring counselors it seems it's almost (laughs) like they file lawsuits with the government to stop building permit building building permits are ceased (laughs) uh and so you know that's the artaxerxes Mm -hmm. okay so now we've got cyrus is replaced by artaxerxes this is confusing in the persian kingdom (laughs) we need a chart (laughs) we need a chart the can you make a chart why is everybody looking at you (laughs) leon Artaxerxes Xerxes says, Art "You know what? Um, maybe this is a problem. He has a different. He's not mentioned by Jeremiah as one who's going to facilitate this. That was Cyrus. Mm-hmm. He stops the work, and for the next, well, it's a sixteen-year Six, process. 16. Yeah, yep. we we don't do anything. From a human standpoint, I get it. Right? It's easy to get distracted, mm-hmm. um, especially when there's opposition. It's easy to get discouraged." When we, when we set out to do things uh, and it doesn't go like we planned, which is always, right? And then when, when, more than that, when you set out to do something for, you know, in a worship sense, a spirit sense, there's going to be problems. You make a commitment to do something for the Lord and you're going to get attacked, mm-hmm. right? Um, people, you know, on prosperity teaching, we would say, if, you, <laughs> if you'll give to the Lord, he's going to bless you with a lot more. That's probably not how it really works in the real financial sense of our life. We are blessed. That's the point of chapter one. We are blessed when we obey and put him first. But that means it's easy, right? We're still blessed. It's like the Israelites wandering around in the desert and their shoes don't wear out for 40 years. Mm. Who wants to wear the same shoes for 40 Mm -hmm. years and consider that a blessing? I want new shoes, right? And that's the blessing. But no, God says, I'll just take care of you. I'll meet your needs. I'll provide for you. I think I still have some T-shirts that are... Like yeah, Levi, on 20 that means years. you're oh I thought you were saying forty. 40. No, I was like twenty. Uh we went hunting last most boys were home, we all went hunting. And uh it was warmer than we anticipated. So he breaks into my old camo to put on this pair of bibs I have. They're a real tree, Bill Jordan originals. Wow. They're <laughs> circa late nineteen <1980s>. eighties. <laughs> they're awesome. I said, Be careful with those, right? <laughs> Be careful with those special. <laughs> What was I saying that for? Oh, they've lasted for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> they've lasted for 40 years. That's a blessing. I mean, it is a blessing, right? We want, we want new. We want better. And that's what prosperity would teach us in this mm-hmm. world. The blessing is more, but
3: mm-hmm.
1: not necessarily. God mm-hmm. says, I'm going to take care of you. And they, they still disregarded him. sought to take care of themselves first
0: so the temple thing here i think a a lot of times we don't understand this either because let's just be honest none of us are great old testament scholars but the temple is a representation of god's presence Mm -hmm. amongst his people right it gives them a distinct identity of who they are and it it defines their purpose Mm -hmm. for the world and so the temple is more than just a building That they are supposed to have it is it is the present it's all those things that are wrapped up and so whenever they're prioritizing their own interest over the glory of God that's what they're doing here by not uh, participating in the rebuilding of the temple and you know doing that so that's why it's such a big deal of when they come back and they don't get to work is because they're saying you know what like it's cool Uh, We've been gone for 70 years, not worshiping corporate worship. They don't have a distinct identity anymore because, yeah, they've been in all these places and they've lost their purpose. And so God is actually, it's kind of this rebirth of I'm going to give you a new opportunity. I'm bringing you back into the land. I'm going to give you a new identity, a new purpose, and I'm going to be with you. And that is a huge thing. That's huge. I'm going to be with you again in your presence and make you a distinct people among all nations. Because one of the main
2: questions I would say like happening in this period of exile and then even returning from exile is that question of where is God in all of this? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, he removes them from everything that gave them their sense of identity and purpose. And so just naturally they would be struggling with where is God? What is he doing? Is he still, you know... Concerned about us as a people group? Is he still uh, going to be faithful to the covenant of Moses and different things? And so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely like kind of losing sight of who God is. And, and what why he's would doing. he
1: use Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians, <laughs> right? I mean, that's what the, story, the text tells us. And so they got to be questioning what's our place his, with him? The enemies. The enemies mm-hmm. of God. And he uses them to teach the people of God a lesson. I think two significant things happen in the exile that God's achieving and really what he uses the Babylonians for is to purge a a couple of sinful issues. Number one is idolatry. Okay. That's the primary thing. But I think number two, you notice this is significant. Never again are they ruled by a king. Mm -hmm. Remember that part of the story? Mm -hmm. They, They were ruled by prophets and priests. And then they said, we want to be like the nations all around us. We want a king. And God was to be their leader. They were a theocracy, mm-hmm. right? And so they chose to have a king. They get Saul and David and Solomon, and it falls apart. God's purging them of that problem. And still yet today, they're not, they're not ruled by a king,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? That is a significant change. God is saying, I am your leader. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that's what he wants us, not governmentally. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking about the United States of America. When it, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. Mm-hmm. He wants us he to depend that. upon him yeah. to provide yeah. and protect not another man.
2: Well, even at the end of Haggai, though, he promises... What chapter
1: was that?
0: Chapter 2.
1: Oh. We're talking about chapter uh, <laughs> 1 here,
0: not chapter 2 or 3.
2: <laughs> we got to talk about something next week. Oh. Okay. No, no. Go, ahead, go ahead. Finish up. <laughs> well, talk. No, like, with the with the kingdom, my, the king throne, like, he gives a picture of there is still going to be someone on the throne, but we know, like, that comes through Jesus, so while they don't necessarily have a king on the physical throne zerubbabel is part of jesus genealogy mm-hmm. and so he's at the line of
0: david
1: isn't that interesting
0: mm-hmm. yeah there's like this christological overtone of like oh is this going to be the is this going to yeah. be the guy you know but we know it's not
1: it's what was that word
0: christological overtones
1: christ oh that there's worth the time you spent listening
3: right there Christological. that's one of them phd like words I think like the whole concept <laughs> of I'm going to be with you, like he's been bringing them back to this spot mm-hmm. for generations, and I just learned this going with you to Israel. Oh. Um, but so, like, if I was going to make a chart or a graph, I would go all the You're way. You're not to, though, right? I'm I wish not, we, I'm I, I wish we to. had a chart. Somebody graph might, ice. and you may not want this, but I would actually go all the way back to Abraham and Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, so Abraham and Isaac, when Abraham took Isaac oh, yes. up, he yep. took him up to Mount Moriah. Moriah. Mm-hmm. And that's where he was willing to sacrifice his son and God provides what? The ram, right? And so then we see through their history, you know, they're blessed and you get the 12 tribes from the descendants of Isaac. And then what happens? They fail, they sin, God pulls them apart. They go to slavery with Egypt. They're wandering in the desert with Moses. And eventually what we just talked about, you know, he raises up, Kings, King David being one of those. So then, King David he brings the capital of Israel back to the city of David, which essentially is Jerusalem and Mount Moriah. How does Trump play
1: into that? Because he said again <laughs> that Jerusalem God. is the capital of Israel.
3: That's for there That's for the uh, the post podcast <laughs> conversation. Oh my goodness. You know, but it's a mean, blessing like, that, came that came on I that came this came didn't wear on out. that. And so, like, David, this is the whole story. Yeah, and David doesn't build there, but he picks the building site, mm-hmm. and it's. Again, believe it's Mount Moriah. It. It's the same place where Abraham sacrificed Isaac, then Solomon builds this great. When it's standing for what? Like 400 years before it falls? Yeah. Roughly? Yeah. So but then think, around 1000 thousand BC, so right, right around 400 right. years before it falls in 586. There's a lot of dates. There's a lot of dates. Lot but of I mean, but look what he's doing. He's bringing <laughs> them back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do them for the, Messiah. the story in the dates. Right. The
1: proliferation yeah. of dates is just, this is God's story. And he's just working to refine his people uh, for yep. his glory, and and to to pave the way for the coming of the Messiah, so that he can redeem and restore.
3: Well, the whole that whole point of the temple, and that's what we don't we don't understand of being. My wife
1: said I was a temple Westerners was
3: of being. <laughs> that's where we're going of, of being Westerners, you know, because we don't understand the concept of what that house sacred that place was. Because, but here's the great thing: because of that, because of Christ, as Jeff said, we. Those of us that accept Jesus Christ, you know, we are the temple. Like, the Holy Spirit lives within us. And so that same sanctity, that same presence that would have come out of there, like, dwells within you and I.
0: So, Matthew, like, let's bridge the connection since you guys went there. Matthew 16, Jesus says, I will build my church, Mm -hmm. and the gates of Hades will not prevail. That's up there in... um, Matthew 16. Yeah. Caesarea Philippi. Caesarea Philippi. Thank you. Um, you got that in your sermon. Mm-hmm. So, so he says, I'm going to build my church. Jesus, right? So that's a unique um, declaration. And because they do know their Old Testament, they would have been like, eh, well, like, what does that mean? Right? Then in Matthew 28, which I, I can always bridge Matthew 28, kind of wrote a really long Uh, dissertation on that one (laughs) nerd alert nerd alert right uh matthew 28 when jesus says he gives them all the things that you know they're gonna do and he says and i will be with you it is back to this haggai of rich this right here because the word of the lord comes to haggai and it uh let's see take that back to sinai
3: 113 yeah
0: 113 Haggai the Lord's messenger gave the message of the Lord's people I am with you declares the Lord
1: right Sinai follow these commands I will be your God I will be mm-hmm. with you and so
0: there's these little markers or phrases that Jesus uses to tie back into promises and prophecies that lead people to purpose identity and and salvation mm. and so when he says that like those guys would have been like oh we remember that story. <laughs> yep. It's pretty cool how God works and has been working to bring about his people. And he's given us a big purpose. Like, it's no longer building necessarily a building for God, but it's building his church spiritually. Like, we are to participate as believers, as his called out people, the church, to participate in God's plan to bring about a new identity
1: and a new purpose for the kingdom of God being unfolded here. I showed the mass listening audience my sticky notes. That's all I have for the whole sermon. What? Three sticky notes? Three sticky notes. He's got it all on an iPad already. Wow.
0: (laughs) I told you I was excited about this one.
1: So (laughs) I knew it was coming. I want to do a poll on studio audience. Not studio audience, the listening audience. (laughs) No, let's just
0: do a single
1: (laughs) (laughs) This one's on you, Stephen. Whatever you got, that's it. (laughs) Listening audience. So it's... it's, uh, at this point, there may not be anybody left. I don't know. So if you're still with us, uh, here's the poll. We introduced that we're going to talk about Haggai. Scale of 1 to 10, 1 being completely bored and uninterested to 10. Like, you are so excited. You can't wait for these podcasts and these sermons, and you're, you've you've already been reading through Haggai. 10, That'd be where, where are you at? Where are you at in this story? Are you excited about this, or are you just ho-hum? Okay.
0: Is that a nine? Was that a? Oh, you're oh, a ten. With, this, the went, audience. We is up convinced at ten. him in twenty whatever minutes to go from a one to ten. What? Wow. Good job.
3: Hey, post it in the comments. We want to know.
1: We want to know. Hey, where where were you and where are you? Because I when I got started I was like a two. I'm thinking, what in the world did we put this on the schedule for? <laughs> nah, I'm I'm at least to an eight. <laughs> if I had my sermon on my iPad, I don't have an iPad. But if I had my sermon on my iPad. I'd be at a 10. I'm just a little concerned yet that
3: all these dates. Is, if I had a chart. If we had, we'll, a, chart we had a chart to follow, chart. we'll
2: straighten it out by Sunday.
3: <laughs> I'll be honest. I was, before we came into this today, I was like a 6 to 7. And most of that was from Jason Henry. Because Jason Henry Jason I, wrote, I wrote a, song. a song. I know. That's what I'm saying. He's like a 12. He wrote a song for this that we're going to sing at Clay County on Sunday. I'm we're singing it here, too. Um, awesome. I didn't know that. So, yeah. But after the podcast, now I'm more like a, nine, a 9.5. We'll see Jason wrote a up. song. Yeah. That's amazing. We should have that playing in the background. Ooh. Ooh, Could yeah. Could you do that? Like, like, hmm.
1: Yeah. Could be our new theme music. And let's not get carried away. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Rethink Podcast as we take an exciting dive into Haggai.